Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Good evening. Good Friday evening to you. Welcome again. And as you know, as you... A lot of you thinking I'm a broken record. It's still a beautiful day in Palm City, Florida. The only difference this time, I've been telling you that the temperature has been in the 70s. But today I looked at it, it was 89 degrees. <laughs> but, but the humidity was not bad. But it was 89 degrees, beautiful. The sun is shining. So, it's great that we can send you some sunshine wherever you are, because as we go through this virus scare and hysteria, um, a lot of times we tend to think that it's just dark and gloomy. So we're sending you some sun. You know, I read something the other day. Someone shared across WhatsApp and says, wow, it's like the world has come to a standstill or the earth has come to a standstill. And then somebody sends that back. Well, well, the birds didn't get that message because they're still flying and singing. They didn't get the message that the world has come to a standstill. So I just want us to take that attitude. You know, as Jesus spoke about in, in Matthew 6, when he talked about this sparrow, that he takes care of the sparrow. And it said further that, the sparrow was worth two fardens, and we are worth much more than that. So we just thank you for joining us on this beautiful Friday afternoon. This is Hubert McIntosh, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing you financial education, financial literacy. The, the mission of SOFA is to help eradicate financial illiteracy in America, one community at a time. And even though the main topic of concern is Corona at this time, it has a lot of financial implications. And this is where sometimes our financial education is necessary in the sense that we see it flip-flopping and people are making decisions without proper knowledge. They're making the decisions out of fear. A lot of financial decisions are being made out of fear, whereas the person is just fearful and they're not seeking any professional guidance. So I want to encourage you at that. Before you make any kind of decisions like that, all financial decisions, then again, most decisions in life requires some kind of planning, but more so financial decisions. So I know it's a confusing time. The market is going up and down, up and down. One minute, I saw it today. It was one minute was up 892. Another, it was down 274. So the market has been going up and down. One day, it goes up 1,000. Another day, it goes down 2,000. One of the best things you can do, and I know this is not an easy thing, one of the best things you can do is not to even look at it. Yeah. 
not to even look at it. And I'm not saying you should put your head in the sand because, you know, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. And then what happens? Your spirit, your mental attitude is just going up and down, up and down. Then you turn and you go and you watch the news and the news is going up and down, up and down. Folks, remember, remember the purpose of the news. Sometimes we miss that. Sometimes we miss the purpose of the news. News is to get your attention. And that's sad to say because you'd like to believe that the news should to, to educate you. But frankly, the news does not educate you because that's not their purpose. That's not their purpose. You always have to identify what's the purpose of a listener, of a, of a, of a speaker. What's the purpose? But, but the news, and yes, I know I may get some call because some people may disagree with that. The purpose of the news is for you to listen to get your attention so they can sell more ads. That's sad. That's sad. And I know you hear that, but, you know, you don't, you don't hear much good thing on the news, but... But I can tell you, you're in tune to WCNO. And oh my gosh, what a week of the ad. I was driving up and I'm listening. And guys, did you hear the fun in the studio? Yes, as Christian people, we can have fun no matter what's going around us. So we have the sheer campaign going on. It's it's scheduled to go for two weeks to raise two hundred thousand. Well, we started off. We started off. We're a little behind the eight ball, but I'm here to encourage you that as you give to this station, you are sowing into good ground. Good ground. So I want you to keep at that because, and you go back to Corinthians nine. It says, you know, a cheerful giver. The Lord loves a cheerful giver, you know. So you have to look at it that you're planting a seed. You're looking at a planting a seed. So you ask yourself, what do I hope to reap? What do I hope to reap? Because what the Bible says, the person who plants sparingly is going to reap sparingly. So, so check yourself on that. You know, what is it? What is it where you want to make a difference for? What is it that you're believing God for? You know, good ground, WCNO in Palm City, Florida. So I'm in the studio. The line is open. You can call 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. The past couple, even though the show is titled Financial Literacy, the past couple of weeks, we have deviated somewhat because I feel like you guys need some encouragement and I'm here. So I got my encouragement cap on. You know, I'm going to talk a little about finance. You heard me talk a little bit about it. But we're going to focus today on encouragement. Encouragement. So, so my purpose today, every week that I come on, whether we're talking financial or what, I, I seek the Lord and ask, you know, what would you like me to share with your people? What would you like me to share with your people? And today he has shared two topics with me. He has shared two topics. So I went and I did some research. So we're going we're, we're gonna to focus on that. But I want to share something with you. For those of you, 
Some of you may have heard of him. You may not have followed football. But even if you didn't follow football, you may have heard the name Vince Lombardi. Yes, Vince Lombardi was that great Green Bay Packers coach. Yes, the Green Bay Packers won the first two Super Bowl. I think in a in a five-year period, I think in a seven-year period, I think they might have won three out of five or five. I don't remember, but I know they won. Yeah, I think they won five Super Bowl at one period. They won three straight between 1961 and 67, somewhere there. And Vince Lombardi was the coach. Um, Bart Starr was the quarterback. Yeah, I'm going way back. So here it is. I'm gonna, we're talking about Sheer Week. We're talking about Sheer Week where we're raising funds to keep the station on the air. And we're talking about financial literacy. And we're talking about coronavirus. And we're talking about the news. What does Vince Lombardi have to do with this and the Green Bay Packers? It has everything to do with it. Everything to do with it. And here's what I'm going to tell you. When Vince Lombardi, training camp, football season normally starts in September. So training camp sometimes starts in June or July. The opening of training camp, Vince Lombardi was so consistent. Here is he's coaching these professional athletes and he started out and says, and he has a football and he says, gentlemen, gentlemen, this is a football. It's as if they didn't know it was a football, but that's how we started. He says, gentlemen, this is a football. So basically what he was doing, he took them back to basics because sometimes we forget the basic. You know, that we forget the fundamentals. We forget our foundation and then we deviate from that. So Vince Lombardi, the beginning of every training season, every season, he started out by reminding them that this was a football. So what does this have to do? We're coming back to our foundation. As believers, what's our foundation? Our foundation is Jesus Christ. That's our foundation. And where is it the training manual? Just like in football, they have a training manual. What's our training manual? Our training manual is the Bible. Yes, our training manual is the Bible. Last week, I told some of you to take out the Bible because some of them been collecting cobwebs and I told you to brush them off. So now that I've told you and you have taken it out, so I'm going to give you some instructions now. In this time that we're dealing with, how do we read the Bible? So that's where we're going to go. So we're in the studio still. And remember, the, the sheer program has not stopped. So, the, you know, we're in the studio. You can call. You can make your pledges. You can make your pledges in different way. You can make your pledge by credit card. You can make, a, it's, as I say, it's a pledge. We're not like some of those people. I'm not showing any rocks, okay? We're not like, when you call, we believe in pledge. You're not going to be twisted. You're not, your arm will not be twisted to say, give us your credit card at that moment. No, 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 that's not what we do. We, we call it a pledge. You can call and say you're going to 
pledge $10 a month for six months, for 12 months. You say you're going to pledge. And you know what we do? We honor that because you said it's a pledge. And we will send you out the pledge envelope. Yes, we do that. I know sometimes you go and you're scared to call because you're going to say, oh my gosh, they're going to twist my arm for my credit card. No, 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 no. There's no twisting of arms. No, we operate by faith. We operate by faith. If you say you're going to pledge that, guess what? We're going to believe you. We're going to believe you. I know sometimes you call, some people call and they say they want you to give a pledge and you say send the thing in the mail. And they'll tell you, oh my gosh, we can't send it in the mail. Oh, you got to give us a card right now. No, 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 no. Not this station. No, that's not what we do. We're going to take your word for it. If you say you're going to pledge $5, $10, $20, $100 a month, listen, we are going to accept it and we're going to pray a blessing over you. We don't pray the blessing for the guy who give 100 and we don't pray for the person who give $5. No, no, that's not what we do. We are praying for everybody. Do you remember, you remember when Jesus was in the temple? And he brought the attention to the, to the disciples about the lady. Yeah, you remember that little lady that gave the two might? Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, that lady, wow, isn't that amazing? I'm getting goosebumps even repeating this story. He said, that lady gave more than everybody else. And the disciples were baffled because if that lady gave two farthings, two farthings, isn't it interesting? Is it the same two farthings that the lady gave that was for the sparrow? Go back again. You see all these things tie? And what did he say? She has given more than everybody else. Why? Why? You see, your measure of your fate is determined by the measure. The measure of your giving measures your fate or vice versa. You could say which comes first, the giving or the fate. They work together like someone will say the who comes first, the chicken or the egg. No, the, your level, your level, your level of your giving is a measure of your fate. So what did he say? He said that lady gave out of nothing but the others gave out of their abundance. Remember, folks, when you give out of your abundance and you call that a sacrifice, that's not a sacrifice. I'm just being real with you today. When you give out of your abundance, when you, what, what, what did Jesus say? Come on, I'll go. Come on. We, remember, I told you we're going to go into Bible today. Today's Bible study. Yeah, yeah we, we have about 30 verses we got. Oh, we're going in the Bible today. Last week, I told you to take out the Bible. Today, we're doing Bible study. We're doing Bible study. And if we're going to do Bible study and this is share week and next week is share week, hey, we're hoping to wrap it up next week. And with your faithfulness, we can wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, we are looking to gain $200,000. $200,000. Listen, and sometimes somebody will say, oh, my gosh, why are you guys trying to raise two hundred? dollars Listen. If the, if the world can believe for $200,000, they don't even ask for $200,000. They tell you they want $2 million. They want $2 million. Do you Do you guys see some of these GoFundMe thing on Facebook? 
Sometimes the people of the world are bolder than us. They start these GoFundMe and they just go boom, half a million dollars. And bam, 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 bam. They get that half a million so quick that sometimes we as believers, we're like, wow, man, we asked for 200,000 and you think we're crazy and you see these GoFundMe stuff. Wow, guys, listen, we can't, we, we can't let the world outgive us. Because here's what, listen, guys, remember, there is a promise. There's a promise attached to our giving. It's not that we're giving for it, but there's a promise. What did Jesus say? Well, you say Jesus, and you're going to say, well, it wasn't Jesus. Jesus was in the New Testament. Listen, remember, everything in the Bible is about Jesus. Whether it's Genesis or Revelation, it's about Jesus. So I'm going to, sometimes I'm going to use Jesus. I know some of you are going to look, oh, Jesus didn't say that. Moses said, it. listen, Moses said it through Jesus. Jesus said it through Moses. What did Jesus say in, Ma- in Malachi 3? Malachi 3.10. Malachi 3.10. What did he say? He said, prove me, prove me, prove me. In other words, he's telling you whatever you are believing God for. Whoa, my gosh, that word is so awesome. It's one of the words we're going to talk about today. Oh, I didn't tell you the two topics we're going to talk about today that the Lord laid on me. Two words we're going to talk about today. Two words, believe and overcome. Yeah, we're going to talk about those. Okay, so let's get back to Malachi. Malachi 3.10. Malachi 3.10, he says to prove me, prove me, prove me. Whatever you're believing for, give and prove me, ask of me. But you know, sometimes we speak so much about Malachi 3.10. And you know, and I know this may be controversial because most of you know Malachi 3.10. Do you know I believe that Malachi 3.11 might be more powerful than 3.10? Yeah, I know. I know. Traditionally, you've heard about Malachi 3.10 and everybody quoted. And yes, it's more popular. It's just like last week when I talked to you guys about um, Jeremiah 29.11. Most of you thought that Jeremiah 29.11 was that most powerful verse. But when you read back, you might introduce you to Jeremiah 29.12 through 14. Because 12 through 14 is so fitting because he said, if you seek me, not if, he said, when you seek me, remember, we're going back through the Bible. That's what we're doing. This Today we're doing Bible study. Take out your pen and paper. You may want to write down some of these verses because I'm sharing some verses which are not popular. You're familiar with 29.11, but I'm taking you back to 29.12 and 13. Remember what 29.12 and 13, Jeremiah 29.12 and 13, what did it say? It says, if, if you search for me, you will. (laughs) He said, you will find me. He didn't say you might find me. He said you will find me. And what else was more powerful? He says when you find me, when you find me, I will restore everything that you have lost. I will restore everything you have lost. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Let me. He said so. It's what we're talking about today. Is what you believe. So I'm deviating. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be sharing these things with you. So, 
So um, Malachi 3.11, let's go back to it. I don't want you to forget it. Malachi 3.11, after 3.10 says, prove me. You know what Malachi 3.11 says? It says, when you do these things, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And you might say, whoa, 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 whoa. He's going to rebuke the devourer. Oh, my gosh. All he's doing is confirming what he said in Genesis. Because in Genesis 1, he says, "You, I'm going to bless you so abundantly. But why did we lose the blessing? Why he said in, in Malachi 3.11 that he'll rebuke the devourer? Because what happened? After Jerob, after, oh my gosh, I'm going all over the place. After Genesis 1, what happened in Genesis 3? In Genesis 3, we gave over the reins through Adam. Yeah, we gave over the reins to the devourer. Yeah, we gave over the reins to the serpent. That's why Jesus had to say in Malachi 3.11, that I'll rebuke the devourer. In Genesis 1, the devourer didn't have any rule. Remember, Adam was blessed to be a blessing and he was to have dominion over everything, but he gave over his dominion. Oh my gosh. I I I, I wish I could have you having the board for I'm so sorry, folks. I'm just I'm just so excited. We are in the studio, 771. 771- 221-1100-772, sorry, 772-221-1100. Call in and share with us. We are live with you in beautiful Palm City, Florida. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA. Going Today we're doing Bible study. Yeah, we're not talking about stock market today and index funds and all of that. Yeah, that's there. We are going back to basics, right? We're going back to our basics, just like Vince Lombardi says, with gentlemen, this is a football. So here's our basics now. So what we're going to look at, everything we do, everything we do as a believer. You see, sometimes we use a term and we forget the basics. So we say believer, everything we do as a believer. And then we forgot the basics. We forgot the basics because we, we use the word believer and we forget the basics. What's the basic? To be a believer, you have to first believe. Sometimes it sounds so simple that we forget. You cannot be a believer unless you first believe. Folks, is this resonating with you? So this is the basics. We're going back to basics. We're going back to basics. Believe. We believe Oh my gosh, folks, I wish I can just take you back to basics and let this sink in your head. So we got saved and we became a believer, but we forgot how we became a believer. It's about believing. So we're going to take you back. We're going to take you back to believe. Okay. I did some of the homework for you. Okay, so I did the homework for you. You don't have to go Google. I did some of the homework for you. I am going to share some verses with you about belief because I believe 
that some of us need strengthening at this time, this moment, because our faith, our faith is shattered and our faith is shocked and we are questioning and we are wondering where is God and how is God allowing this? But I'm going to take you back to basics, right? We're going back to basics. All right. So here we go. Ephesians 3.20. A lot of time we quote it. You know, it's nice to quote it. But that's not what we're doing today. We're not telling you to quote it. I want you. I want you. Yes, I'm looking at you. I want you to take these verses and apply them to yourself. Let it sink into your head. Let it sink in because once upon a time you believed it and for whatever reason your belief is shaken. So we're going to take you back. Ephesians 3.20. Oh my gosh. Now to him. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Think about that, folks. Ask or think according to the power at work within us. What's that power? The basics we're going back to. Sometimes we forget the power. Sometimes we forget the power in us. The power that's in us is the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we forget that he lives within us. And, you, you know, we walk and we think we're walking this journey alone. We're not walking alone. He's with us. Because what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? He says, behold, I will not leave you comfortless. He says, it's better I go because if I go, then I can send the comforter. Folks, the comforter lives within you. So call on your inner being. He's there with you. You see, sometimes we forget because we have this flesh and we think that the flesh is just a makeup. We're spiritual beings. We're spiritual beings. So I want to go back. So let me say that part again. According the power at work within us. So if you write that, that power, just put in parentheses or whatever, the Holy Spirit. That's the power within us. Okay? You got that? All right. Okay. Hebrews 10, 23. Grab a hold of this. Let us hold fast. Oh, my gosh. The confession of our hope. The confession of our hope. Remember, where's that hope? What is faith? What is faith? You got to go back to basics. What is faith? Faith is the expectancy of the things hoped for that have not been seen. We haven't seen it, but we hope for it. So here's what, and this is controversial, who wrote it? It doesn't matter who wrote Hebrews. We're not going to go there. But we're going to say, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. But here's the next part. Sometimes we forget. Without wavering. For he who promised... He's faithful. So do you see, folks, why we have to go back to the basics? Do we believe? Do we believe? 
Do we believe that his promises are yes and amen? Do we believe? And this is a question where we have to ask ourselves. And remember last week I reminded you. Sometimes, sometimes when you, your belief is wavering, it is important that you have people that you can call upon. You know, I heard John Maxwell say a thing. It's one of the most powerful things, John Maxwell. I heard John Maxwell say a thing one time that, um, you know, one of the greatest thing, one of the greatest blessing for a person is when there's someone praying for that person. Oh, my gosh. If you have someone who's praying for you, and here's the truth. Here's the truth of the matter. You have us. Right here at WCNO, we are lifting you up. We are praying for you. We are covering you every single day. So there are people praying for you. But as I said, it's great when you can call. Sometimes when your faith, sometimes when your faith is wavering, call. If 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 you don't have if you don't have somebody that you can call and pray with you, and then. Maybe you need to change your circle of friends or you probably need to change where you're worshiping. And, you know, I'm assuming that you're going somewhere to worship. I am assuming now I want to believe that. But if you don't have people to call upon to pray with you, you know, you need to evaluate your life. This problem is bigger than, than, than Corona. The problem, if you don't have people to call upon to pray with you, your problem is bigger than Corona. I'm just being honest. And, and someone may say, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Hubert, okay, you say it's bigger than Corona. No. Your faith, your faith, our faith is what's going to carry us through. We're still in the studio, folks. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. Call us, share your thoughts. And we're still in our share campaign. So call, make your pledges. But we're here. This is Hubert McIntosh. Yes, it's still the financial literacy program. I know you may think we have gone. No, we have not gone off the air. We're still here. But we are doing some Bible study. We're doing some Bible study. Okay? All right. Let's move along. We're still, talk, we're still talking about belief. Because here's what. The next topic we're going to talk about <laughs> Next topic we're going to talk about. You're wondering, when are we going to go to overcome? No, we're not going to overcome yet. We're going to talk about overcome, but we want to strengthen your belief first. Because here's the truth of the matter. You can't overcome if you don't believe. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to overcome. So just hang in there with me. I just want to strengthen your belief here. All right. First John 5, 14 to 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Folks, if you grab a hold of that, that's not going to happen without you believe because here it says, we know we know, you know, my pastor used to say, when you know in your knower, you know what's your knower? <laughs> when you know in your knower, the knower that I'm talking about is K-N. 
<laughs> I know it's weird. You probably wondered where's that word in the English dictionary? In your knower. The knower that we're talking about is K-N-O-W-E-R. So when you know in your knower that he hears us, that whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Folks, if that's not in your knower, you're not going to know. And that is where the belief, because when you believe, remember, we're back to basics. Belief escalates to know. Yeah, you start out by believing. But when your belief grows so strong, then it surpasses belief where you know. You know. (laughs) I know I'm messing with some of you, but I'm telling you, this is basics. We're going back to basics. Because some of you, you forget the basics. Because I remember as a teenager, when I first got saved, we used to have this class. And I don't know how many of those classes are happening again because you, you, you know the church, you know, people go up and they accept and they say they accept Christ. And then it stops there. Folks, it shouldn't stop there. That's where we start. That's where we start. So I remember as a teenager, we used to have this class called Training Union. Training Union. Because guess what? No, when you accept, no, when you accept Christ, you have joined an army. You didn't know that Christians, or, we, were, we are an army? We're an army. When you become a believer, you become a part of the army of Christ. So guess what we had to go through there now? When you join an army, when you join an army, you have to go through basic training. You got to go through basic training. So I'm taking you back to basic training. You got to go through basic training because guess what? If you don't go through basic training, you're going to... I know some of you don't want to hear this, but if you don't go through basic training, you're going to die on the battlefield. You're going to die on the battlefield. So some of us take this Christian life and we, th- we think it's a joke. We are in a war. But it's not a physical war. It's not a physical war. It's a principle. We're, we're fighting. We're fighting against rulers of darkness and principalities and powers. We can't fight those things physically. We have to arm up. Wow, oh my gosh. We're not going too deep. We just want to get you back the basics. So Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them. And what I encourage when I give you these verses, you jot these verses down, and it's very important that you read the surrounding scriptures because sometimes you'll miss it. And I'm just giving you the verses here. Because if I were to give you the background of all the stories, oh my gosh, we'd be going all week. But it says, but. Anytime you see a verse starts with but, I told you we're doing basic training. Anytime you see a verse starts with but, there was a story before. There was a story before. So I encourage you to go to that story. Sometimes you'll see but, you'll see however, and you'll see and, and he said. Anytime you see those, something happened before. So what this one now? Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God 
all things are possible. I trust, trust me on this one. The story about this is so beautiful. So I would encourage you, Matthew 19. Go back and you go back up to Matthew 19, verse 1, and you'll get that. All right? We're moving along. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against who? Against who? Sometimes we, 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 we don't want to believe this. Because we don't want to believe that we're in a war. Why would he guard you against someone? In 2 Thessalonians 3.13, it says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard. You don't need a guard if there's not a danger. Nobody needs a guard if there's no danger. You don't need a gate. You don't need anything if there's not a danger. But 2 Thessalonians 3 says, He will he will." He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Folks, do you see how much time we come back to that? That's why you have to remember we're in a spiritual war, the evil one. Because I know sometimes believers, we don't want to believe that there's an evil one. But we go back to to Genesis 3 where Adam gave the power to the evil one. And in Malachi 3.11, Jesus reminded us that he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And here in 2 Thessalonians 3, then you're hearing that he will guard you against the evil one. So I think I have given you, there's more verses here I could have given you about belief, but you can, you can do that basic. We're going to move over and talk to you about overcome. So we're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. Call us, share us your thoughts. Um, is this helping anyone? Have we gone too low? We are back to basics. Share with us. Call us and share with us. Is it helping anyone? All right? That's the basics. So the basics there that we went back to is our belief. So in times like these, we have to strengthen our belief. If our belief has wavered, then we go into the word because that's our armor. That's our armor. That's our armor. That's our sword. The word is our sword. And folks, here's the reality. If you don't know the word or if you have forgotten the word, what happened to your sword? Can you imagine what happened to a soldier who's in battle and he has dropped his sword? I can tell you that soldier going to die. That soldier going to die. Because you got to remember back then, you also have to look at the times and you're going to say, oh, but Hubert, why is he going to die with a sword? Because guess what? That's how wars were fought back then. It was sword and spears. There weren't any guns and nuclear weapon and all of that. It was guns. It wasn't guns and that. It was sword. It was knife. It was spear. And the word is your sword. Okay? All right. So we're going to move to overcome. (laughs) Folks, remember that I shared with you belief. We're going to talk about overcome. Well, here's the reality, folks. I got to give you the reality before we go into the verses. You're not going to overcome if you don't believe. It starts with that. It starts with belief. 
but I left out a word. There's something else. You have belief, and then you have overcome. But that's not quite true, because there's a middle. It starts with belief. It ends with overcome. But what happens between belief and overcome? And I know some of you, this not going to sit well, but I have to share the truth with you because you want to believe and think because you believe you're going to overcome. No, 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 no. It don't work like that. It does not work like that. If you're going somewhere and that's what they are preaching, mm, I'm not throwing any rocks, but you probably need to evaluate Because belief, you don't go from belief to overcome. That's not biblical. You can't go from belief. Belief is where you start. You can't believe and then you overcome. So you're like, okay, Hubert, you're keeping us in suspense. What's going on? Between belief and overcome, there must have been actions. You must have taken some kind of actions. Hubert, what are you talking about? Well, we go back to Malachi 3. What did he say? He says, prove me. How were you going to prove him? He says, prove me and I will overcome the devourer for your sake. You had to prove him with your tithes and your offerings and bring it so that they can put it into the storehouse. And with that, then it sends up it sends up your faith, activate your blessings. <laughs> I, let, let me tell you, I, I've just shared these things with you because a lot of times we've gone from the basics and then we want to be so super spiritual that we use all kind of eloquence. But I'm taking back the Holy Spirit to take you back to basics. So I'm taking you back to basics. It starts with belief. It starts with belief. Yes, everything we do starts with belief. But you don't go from belief to overcome. There has to be a middle. You have to take some kind of action. All right. What did Jesus say to the disciples? We shared it last week, but we're going over it. He said, I call you friend. I call you friend. Did he just call them friend because they believe? No. No, no. If somebody's preaching that to you, you need different preaching. He didn't say because you believe I'm going to call you friend. He said something in between. If you keep my commandments, if you keep my commandments, if you keep my commandments. (laughs) So what am I saying here? Overcome. To overcome, you have to take some kind of action. You remember the widow of Zarephath? I know some of you may not have gone into Kings. You don't read 1 Kings and 2 Kings. That's Old Testament. And, oh, that's not applicable. No, no, we're taking you back to basics. The widow, the widow of Zarephath. Okay, check, check what was going on. It was a time like this, what we are going through now, where, you know, Elijah was going through a tough time. Elijah was going through a tough time. Isn't it interesting that Elijah is in Israel, you know, here, Jerusalem. I I, I don't remember the exact city. 
And you know how far Zarephath was from there? And because this was when Elijah was running from that, that woman. You remember her? Jezebel? I'm going back to the basics. You, you know, Elijah was running from Jezebel. And it was a time, you know, when there was going to be famine in the land. And then, you know, the Lord wanted to make provision for Elijah. Isn't it interesting that he sent Elijah all the way to Zarephath? Yeah, send her to Zarephath. Send him to Zarephath. And what happened, there was a widow there with her son, and that lady, because there's famine in the land, and that lady was, they didn't have anything. And Elijah went and, you know, asked her for something and to eat because he was traveling long. And she says, well, we only have one, we only have one meal left. I'm just preparing this meal for me and my son and then we just go and die. Folks, check this out. Instead of Elijah telling the woman he was sorry for her. He didn't tell her he was sorry for her. He told the woman go bake a cake for him. The, the food that she was going to eat with her son. He told her go bake a cake for him. Well, here's when our faith is tested now. What did that woman do? It, that woman could have said to Elijah... You must be crazy. She went and she baked the cake. If that woman did not bake that cake, that woman would have lost out on all the blessings that were in front of her. And I'm asking some of you now to speak to yourself. I wonder what blessings you might be leaving out on because you're holding on to something that you have so tight that you're not releasing it. Not realizing that the release of what you're holding on may be, may be the blessings. Maybe you're holding on to that blessing so much. God wants to give more to you and you're just holding on when all he wants you to do, just release what you have. So that he can just, because you can't help give him. And sometimes he just wants you to release what you have. It's like what we're going on. What's this common story that talking up about now? Um, you know, Reverend Jonathan's son called in earlier. What we're talking about now. You have people. And you know the sad part in all of this? And some of these people are Christian people. Some of these people are Christian people. They're going into the store and they're buying up. Toilet paper so much, um, you, 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 you know, the, the, um, oh my gosh, you know, Reverend Jonathan's son called and he did the calculation. He did the calculation that some of these people that they're buying, the toilet paper they're buying, for the toilet paper to finish for a family of four, I don't remember the exact number he gave, they have to go to the bathroom 82 times per day for it to finish. So sometimes we, sometimes we have to evaluate. And don't get me wrong, folks. I am not minimizing what's going on. But these are times when our faith will be tested. Our faith will be tested and how we react in times like these is going to measure our faith. Because remember, we are called to be light. We're called to be light of the world. 
And if the light, oh my gosh, if the light is dim, if the light is dim, how are we gonna how are we gonna be shown to others? Wow. So I'm just taking back the basics. So I'm gonna share some verses with you regarding overcome to get you started, right? All right. We're in the studio. You guys are not calling. I hope you're listening on this message. You're just meditating and just searching and just searching yourself. That would be good. That is even better than calling because then our goal, you know, and our mission is if we can help change one family, one, one, one family, that means our purpose is well accomplished, okay? So thank you for listening. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, your CPA, a member of SOFA, SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing you financial education, um, eliminating financial illiteracy across America, one community at a time. All right, let me share with you some Bible verses regarding overcome. All right, John 16, 33. It's probably the most powerful verse about overcome. Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Here's the part in this verse that sometimes we forget. He says, in this world... This is, these are not my words, folks. John 16, 33. This is not a Hubert saying. This is Jesus saying. Okay, John 16, 33. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And we love to read that part and we say, oh my gosh, the peace that surpass all understanding. And woo, woo, woo. And we jump up and we ray, ray, rah, 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 rah. But here's the verse, the part in that same verse we don't like. It says, in this world, you will have trouble. Will have trouble. He didn't say you may have trouble, that you might have trouble. You will have trouble. But oh my gosh, folks, I hope I can impart this to you. Grab a hold of the next part. But take heart. Take heart, my people. Take heart. My brothers, my sisters, take heart. I want you to look at me today. I'm some of you. I'm, I'm your brother. I'm your cousin. I'm your grandson. I'm your father. I am your nephew. I, oh, my gosh. I just hope I can get to some of you here. I want to encourage you. But take heart. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Oh my gosh, folks, grab a hold of that. Grab a hold of that. If you even want to just take that verse and just read it until you read it and memorize it until you get so tired, so tired and make, let it resonate. If it's one verse only you want to, take this verse, take this verse. I'm going to share some others with you, but take this verse. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You may have peace. But he says, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. But take heart. 
take heart. I have overcome the world. My people, my brothers, my sisters, my uncle, my aunts, I just hope you guys grab a hold of this today. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. So I'm going through, I have a bunch of verses here, but time is up on us, you know. Um, so, so I'm just sharing, I'm just selecting what to share with you as the Holy Spirit guide me. In 1 John 5, 4. It says, for everyone born of God, everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Even our faith. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory. He gives us the victory. But it doesn't stop there, folks. It doesn't stop there. So don't read part of the verse. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our victory does not come from us. It comes from Christ. So grab a hold of him at this moment as you go through these times, these financial times, this virus and these financial times. Just grab a hold of this. Grab a hold of this because he reminds us. You know, Paul reminds us, I can do all things. But keep in mind, he didn't say he can do all things in himself. He says through Christ, through Christ who strengthens us. So my brothers and sisters, you know, I just want to continue encouraging you. You know, in Romans 8, 37. And this is another verse where I tell you, read in Romans 8, 37 by itself, you don't get the full gist. You, you got to go back up like to verse 26, 826 or even further. Because in, in 837, he says, no, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who love us. We're more than conquerors. We're more than. So, on, so reading 837 and don't do it because what? One of the verse prior to that, it says nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. No virus, no distress. And then you may be asking yourself, then why God allows it? Maybe it's to strengthen, maybe to strengthen our faith. Maybe to strengthen our faith, you know. Oh, my gosh, this is a psalm. Woo. You know, most time we talk about Psalms 31, 91, but I'm going to deviate a little bit. You know, we know 91, most of us know 91, but a lot of us don't know Psalms 3. Just say here's Psalms 3, 3. But you, Lord, but you, Lord, are a shield around me, a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. Because at this moment, I know some of you, your head is so low. Your head is so low that you're thinking it's the end of the world. You're thinking it's the end of the world. This is where we have to go back to basics. Go into the word because I'm telling you, this is fuel. This is fuel for your soul. And if you're not in the word, that means you're operating without fuel. Okay? Wow. And here's this. this oh, these, 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 these verses are so powerful, if I may say so myself. It's just the Holy Spirit led me to this. Hebrews 12, 1. 
Remember I said to you what John Maxwell shared once, that the greatest thing that a person can have is having someone praying for them. Check this verse out in Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, <laughs> remember I said to you about therefore, therefore, however, but, and, there's something comes before it. So I encourage you. So to go back to Hebrews 11. So here it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, hallelujah, let us throw off everything. Folks, did you hear that? It didn't say something. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Because some of us are entangled. We're entangled in different things. Let us throw it off and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Folks, I am telling you, you go into this word, I'm telling you, you will get fuel. There's so much fuel, so much fuel for your soul. So I just want to encourage you, encourage you on that. You know, as time is running now, you know, all right, here's another one. I, I got to share this one with you, First Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight, my friends. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life which you were called when you were made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. This is Paul reminding Timothy. You know, a lot of times they call us to the altar where it says, whoever God calls, he calls publicly. Because when you have witnesses, there's just something about witnesses, okay? So, praise be to God. Oh, my gosh. First John 5, 5. I think this is the last one I'm going to share with you. You know, time is upon us, and we're just giving thanks. We're just giving God thank and glory. First John 5, 5. Who is it that overcomes the world? Here's a question. Who is it that overcomes the world? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, my gosh. It says only, only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Folks, you're not going to overcome without believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You know, remember last week I shared with you, everybody, everybody on planet Earth now and who have died, everybody will meet Jesus. Everybody will meet Jesus. They're either going to meet him as Savior, <laughs> Savior or Judge. So I put before you, which one are you going to do? Savior or Judge? Folks, I thank you for joining us. This is Hubert McIntosh. I will be back with you next week, Friday. You stay strong, keep your faith up, and get into that word. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Financial Literacy Show, the show centered around providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SofaUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go down, down, down.